So there's this Chinese couple that owns a restaurant. And one night, about 2 in the morning, the husband shakes a wife and goes, I want 69. I want a 69. And the wife says, you want beef and broccoli at 2 o'clock in the morning? (laughs) Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Jacques. And wait, we have a special guest sitting in. We all know him. We all love him. It's our good friend, Jim. Jim. Jim's on the podcast. Ooh, Jim. Jim's sitting right here. Carnival personnel won't be the same. Jim is joining the podcast. Joining, joining, joining the podcast. Who voted for Trump? Jim, he's joining the podcast. Though he should be ashamed, because this podcast is lame. Jim is his name. Jim. Welcome, Jim. Thanks, guys. I'm uh, excited to be here, and I'm hoping to be uh, as regular as possible with you guys now. Um, That's what laxatives are for. Hey, listen, I want to get rid of that special guest part and just try to be as part of this as much as possible, because I'm just sick and tired of you two guys ruining President Trump's good name. Exactly. Now, do you have any sort of uplifting dead baby stories you want to share with us this week? This is a comedy show. Uh, no. Okay, yeah, not that we're the funniest people on the planet anyways without you because, you know, Trump, Trump bad, bad. Trump bad, Pats, Pats good. <laughs> no, no, actually, Pats aren't good, eh. and Trump isn't bad. He's fucking horrible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll no worse that. than that offense right now. I'm sorry, right. no worse than that offensive line oh, and that yeah. secondary. It, it, well, at least we paid a lot of money for the secondary. <laughs> that's that's the good thing. They, they are the, the, uh, the, the, the worst secondary money can buy. Right. It's you like know. paying for a high-priced hooker that won't blow you. Hello? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. No. So mumbling. But please. we... Uh, but anyways, everybody, thank you. Thank you for the few people following us on social media, uh, the few people who subscribe. Thank you. Now, please, Very few, by the way. Very few. But, but subscribe. if you're subscribed, again, take two seconds, write a review, just say, they don't completely suck. That's it. It takes... Two seconds to do that. For this, put it on your Facebook page. Put this on your Instagram and your MySpace. Uh, any help we can get, you know, getting extra listeners, great. And we apologize. <laughs> yeah. We need to stop using the MySpace reference, though. It's getting a little play. Friendster? No, can we use, like, Blip? I don't I I see. Exactly. That was a thing. It was. Yeah. I, I remember for a short time, I kept getting, like, the email every day from uh, classmates. Do you remember the oh, classmate? Yeah. That was pre- Facebook, Facebook, where people are like, oh, help, we're going to help you get your class reunion back together. It's like, why? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe we should start plugging the <laughs> podcast on like LinkedIn. Yeah. Or, you know? Well, I, actually, we were talking about, you know, just um, Jim and I just now about social media and getting you effed up at the workplace. Yeah. Like the only social media I've ever done before Twitter a few weeks ago was LinkedIn, but truly, for work contacts. And it's like, I've thought about that before. I thought, I got, you know, I'm quote unquote friends with like almost 500 people on that, of which at least 300 I've actually done work with, I've been face to face with. And a lot of them, um, I'm not sure would appreciate, like, especially when I'm dealing with like, you know, heads of NASCAR. It's like, you know, my podcast is exactly what it is, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, maybe I'll just. You know, shy away from promoting it. Keep there. that on the DL. I'm but, sure they'll respect your opinion. So um, again, they, they are open-minded individuals. Over yes, in yes. When you th- I, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is apparently oh one apple. You know exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they. Uh, so you know, of course, you know, comedy show. Let's let's just Del- get rid of the elephant in the room. Our awful since we've last been here. The awful thing in Vegas, and like what Joe and I always talk about doing is what can you do? And there's a couple things that we want throughout there that you can do. First of all, and, and this is serious, give blood. I gave blood the other day. Uh, one Yours? Of- <laughs> I flossed my teeth, which I haven't done in months, and I just spit into a bag. Um, <laughs> No, but seriously, I I went and it w- it wasn't that bad. I only had to wait around for about a half hour, forty minutes to give blood, and it took less than a half hour to do. But you saw in Vegas, people forget people live in Vegas. That's it. People associate it with transient, and it's one hundred percent based on, on tourism party time. But the people who are there, people were waiting in line four or five hours to give blood. Donating money. There's all kinds of Kickstarters and GoFundMe for families who. Funerals are crazy, crazy, crazy expensive. So, aside from dealing with the worst moments of your life, you have to pay out of the yin yang. So, if you can find a Kickstarter or something like that from from victim relief, that's great. But this is something that you can actually 
donate blood for. Yeah, and you can also donate to the rightcross.org. Right. Um, also, if, you, if you're not a big gun nut and maybe you want to do something to... I don't, I don't even know. I'm just kind of getting into this, the anti-gun sort of movement. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big gun guy. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not anti-Second Amendment. I'm anti-mowing fucking 500 people down in the span of, what, 10 minutes? I'm completely for, for the record, for well organized militias right having muskets <laughs> i will get a musket to any well organized i will pay for it so if you're a listener who knows of a well organized militia needing musket funds right. i'm your guy i'm actually going to look at more into like what stop violence stopgunviolence.org Right. Does locally, you know, they have that big billboard outside of Fenway Park for decades about uh, handgun violence. So I think that you know they're, I think they're just they're more about bringing awareness to the public and also getting more legislation put forth in Congress to you know yeah stem now, the use of assault rifles. I'm 100 percent against anything like that, but I, I'm not against like hunting. I I don't hunt. I'm a vegetarian, but I understand it. I'm not for let's say getting rid of the Secret Service so you can go to Canada and shoot like a moose. But like I have friends in New Hampshire and Vermont, bears are an issue, an actual issue in places right. like so that. And that's where it goes from a gun or an assault rifle to to a tool or somewhat even like you're saying a necessity. And I think I think both sides, the coasts, both coasts. Especially when you get into that, you know, in that that really, you know, Boston, L.A. areas like that, you forget how important these things are. These people, you know, people who are without getting into gun advocacy or anything like that, they are tools. They are important tools that protect livestock. They are tools that 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 there's no nice way to say it that. They kill food. Um, they they're needed for hunting and things like that. You know, for the most part, I know you're a vegetarian, but Joe, you, myself, we enjoy a burger, um, and you know where those come from. Is well, I can't wait to kill my well, own cow. Well, we don't do that. I don't, I don't think either one of us is man enough to do that. <laughs> well, well, no, that, that, but but right. yeah, but there is a there is a large large portion. And again, this is without getting into assault rifles or assault weapons or or just just things that are created to create just maximum death um there there are tools out there that and, that and all that stuff needs to be considered when when you are when you are talking about you know what lengths we're going to take what we're going to take yeah to- i don't think anybody i don't think anybody on the gun control side is saying take away all people's rights to bear arms take away all handguns take away all this take away all that but what i think everybody's sort of not getting on on the left if you want to say the left or on the gun control side is that after all of these mass shootings, it's not like there isn't a problem that needs to be addressed. And it's not like there isn't an organization out there with millions, if not billions, billions of dollars, billions of dollars that have their hands in the pockets of tons of legislators who have the power to say, hey, maybe make it a little less easy for a guy in, who lives in Nevada to just go from store to store for the over the course of a year and build up an, an arsenal. Like there's no gun registry, well, that, or, right. if, or he if he did have a gun reg, if there is a gun registry out there that you know tracks who's buying what, make it a little bit harder for him to use an assumed name. I don't, and also don't make it available for him to buy the you know the bump stock thing. We can talk about a little bit too because that's now well you can't buy it because they're all sold out. Right. Like like yeah. the next day when it was mentioned, hey, this is how you quickly go from. A semi-automatic to an automatic, we maybe should think about getting rid of that. The, the biggest tragedies aside from the sheer number of deaths, and we're talking, you know, about 90 people in this country shot every day. We won't get into that, but every time one of these mass shootings happen, the stock of gun manufacturers go up. The stock of the accessory manufacturers go up. And it's all speculative, though. Because, right. You know, it's oh, like, they're going to take away our guns now. We better go get them. Right. And it's not necessarily based on real sales, although the real gun sales do go up. But there's also the notion that because people are going to be paranoid and go out there and, and that people are going to rush the gun stores, that the speculators on Wall Street are bumping up the stock prices of the stock because they've they think they're, anticipating. The they're anticipating they're, they're a rise anticipating, in the right. uh, gun right. sales. One, right. one of the biggest problems with, with gun uh, regulation in the country, the, the two biggest things, there's no federal regulating from, from, from the nation. So living in L.A. for 21 years, I went to Phoenix about once a year and probably been to Vegas maybe 15 times. I don't like Vegas. It's not my town. I don't gamble. I can't take cigarette smoke and I can't afford those hookers. So it's not my place. But about... 50, 60 miles before you hit the Nevada line, you start seeing the billboards. You know, there is a gun show 
every weekend. And then you see all the billboards. And this is maybe something to think about, like all the places that you can rent a machine gun to go to these firing ranges and stuff like that. Same thing with Phoenix. Every single time I'm in Phoenix and I'm there, uh, you know, I've worked a lot with the Suns. I've worked a lot with the Cardinals. Um, and I play a hockey tournament every year. There is a gun show. Coincidentally, every single time there's a convention center gun show. Now, here's why it's important to bring this up. I can buy a gun at one of these gun shows. California has very restrictive gun laws. There is no checkpoint going from Nevada to California. There's no checkpoint going from Arizona. I can buy 10 of these, put them in my car, and then drive them. Nobody knows because there's no registry. There's no if you buy them. And so people talk about the gun violence in Chicago. And it is. South Chicago is it, it's, it's a war, war zone. zone. It really is. And, and so the gun advocates are all like, well, look at Illinois has some of the most restrictive gun laws. Be- way back from the Capone days, they started putting in these laws. And they do. The problem is you're right on the border of Indiana, Mike Pence's home state, that has almost no regulations. And so most of the guns, when, when the police recover these guns, and the, most of the guns come from Indiana. Because, again, there's no border checking going you know, car to car as you, you can go to a gun show in Indiana and just go. And the fact that and, – and this is what upsets me. The only thing that upsets me more than after Sandy Hook people not saying, what the fuck are we doing, is the fact that the few laws that have been passed – just in the past few months, have been taken away. The only law that they got on the books after Sandy Hook is people with mental deficiencies, and I forget the term, you guys might know it, if you legally can't handle your own finances, if you're not, if you get Social Security. Like non compass mentis kind of people. Right. Yeah. If, if, let's say you're living on Social Security, you, you got them, but you the check can't come to you, it has to go to a... Um, like a like, fun, a, handler, like yeah. a handler. Yeah. Those people, if they can't handle, here's $10 to go buy groceries at the store, let's make sure that those people can't go to a gun show and get it. They just took that away for no reason. They just said, so what few gun regulations there are in the last six months. I know the reason. Oh, could you, could you enlighten me? Obama. It's an Obama era. Oh, okay. Is that, is, okay. I knew. Like, anything that happened in the Obama era... Those last eight years, let's wipe that out as much as fucking possible. And the tragedy... I actually think that bringing Bin Laden back to life... <laughs> just because... <laughs> and, 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 and then you thing. think, what was, what was to come to the Senate floor the day after this shooting was a hearing on silencers for these things. Oh, yeah. and, and, and it's like, how... Wait, we're trying to get on... Uh, us liberal snowflakes are trying to get you know people, 90 people in the country not killed every day. Because somebody... I think it was Elizabeth Warren who said it about... Six months ago, like out of the 90 people who die every day in the country, 40 of them are children. If Ebola or the bird flu, if something came into this country that was killing 40 children a day, we would stop everything. We would close borders to make sure the disease wasn't coming in. Every nickel that the CDC needed to come up with a relief, every doctor, every research lab would stop what they're doing right now if a unknown disease started killing 40 children a day. Am I right or wrong? Would there be an open check to stop this from happening? Well, let me just let me just throw this at you because you, let me just go this. You, you, Jim, will you your shut point, up for one second? Your come point, on! Your, your point is taken, but there is something that's coming across the borders that is poison and is killing people every day, and it's it's drugs. Um, and it's coming from it's coming. Obviously, Mexico is a, I mean, an area that's always talked about. Uh, but they are coming, and I'm not just talking about illegal street drugs like cocaine, heroin, and things like that. But then you can also get into you look at Canada or Mexico when you're talking about prescription drugs or or other drugs along those lines. That regulations might be different. It might be coming across in different ways. So. Aside from bird flus and things like that that might be coming across, there are drugs coming across. And that's why, personally, I believe it is so important to secure our borders, not to get into a crazy... Right. Right. No, but, no but, but, with, but, but, but they are doing things... Okay, there's a drug enforcement agency. They, correct. They, do, they pretty much have a blank check to fight drugs. The war on drugs... Here's the point. We're spending billions a year to fight the war on drugs. You know, the opioid crisis is the biggest thing facing us, and that's doctors writing illegal prescriptions. We could stop that tomorrow. But the biggest thing about the war on drugs, we're spending money on the war on drugs. We're spending money to not stop this war on society. That's the biggest difference. And the biggest thing, and I, and I, I asked Jim before, Jim, Jim comes from a law enforcement background. The thing that puzzles me about people in law enforcement, these guns that were used in Vegas – 
have one purpose and one purpose only, to kill mass amount of people as quickly as you can and as easily as you can. And as somebody who comes from law enforcement, please explain, if you can, why are armor-piercing bullets at all available to anybody outside of a war zone? Like, like those aren't for hunting. Like, I've never seen a geese with a flak jacket on. You, If you're buying armor-piercing bullets, you're buying them for one reason and one reason only. And really... Who has who has protective vests? Cops. So so those are cop killing things. But I don't understand why law enforcement isn't more out front of saying these guns got to go away. Uh, well, let me just just put it. My, and I'm not trying to take the cheap way out. Number one, I don't I don't know the answer. Um, that's first and foremost. Number two, uh, what you're saying is not lost on me. But the the truth of the matter is. Um, when it comes to armor piercing or armor against bullets and things like that, unfortunately, one way or the other, however they're getting a hold of them, bad guys do have the uh, um, bad guys do have. Access oh, and they're to always going to get them. Those but, things but, where, but where are those things manufactured? Go, well, and, manufacturing and everything else like that. That's that's a whole. I get a whole other whole other ball of wax. But um, and unfortunately, when you're talking about law enforcement, and then you know you can dive deeper, like you're talking about, and get into regulations and and laws and and banning and th- and things of that nature. And and I don't have good answers for you for that. And I don't think anybody who works potentially directly in law enforcement really has answers to those questions because I think their training and, and, and their mindset and, and their budgets are as more guided towards these things are here. When we respond to these type of calls, these are what we are potentially going to have to combat. Um, you know, one thing that's that's really open and all these studies really started coming about during the Columbine tragedy when the high school in Colorado um, – there was a mass killing there. You know, that's where things really started tra- changing. We didn't start thinking about subject as active shooters as much as we started thinking of them as, as active killers. And that you can't waste time setting up a perimeter. You have to get fire back at them as quick as possible to limit death. Right. Um, and that's where long guns, the guns that you're talking about, are coming in into question. Now, what's taken in this particular case, and again, again I'm please don't, Nobody take what I'm saying here as gospel. I am not a. I, I do work in law enforcement. I am not a gun. We're not a spokesman for it. I understand. And, and or by anything just to, like that, we're, nobody's listening. But uh, <laughs> Two. but but my point is, our training is based on what is out there and what we do have to deal with. And unfortunately, when you're dealing with an active killer in those situations. The training is you got to get a long gun on them as quick as possible to prevent right. death. No, I, 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 get, that's, that's I, I think I know training. what's going on. Yeah, so you're basically saying you're, you're not – if people in law enforcement aren't – they're not going to be trying to be out in front and say like this This is what has to be done to prevent further – You're talking about limiting access. You're right. Talking that's about right. Getting them uh, off and the look, you're, But you're more – I mean you're, talking, you're talking about first responder and, kind and, of And law, law enforcement, I don't think – as a whole, I'm not saying there isn't very intelligent people in law enforcement that study these things and, and 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 don't have valuable valuable data and input to add to these conversations about why these things should be limited and and things like that. Uh, but, let me just but ask, as a whole, I don't know if the field, um, the criminal ju- justice profession, law enforcement profession, is where these questions are. Let addressed. me let me ask you this: Do you yep. think maybe to maybe to put? Do you think it would behoove the the law, like law enforcement agencies? Uh, in America, do you think it would behoove them to have high-ranking officials maybe get together and maybe start some sort of a movement to maybe I, maybe bring bring some sort of legislation? Uh, to, yeah, and I and I, you know I, what I mean, I bet you if you look at it, I bet you if you look like the uh, like at the mass chiefs associations or the national chiefs associations and things like that, I I, I bet you if you look at it, they're they're. They're probably pretty open about their stance on stuff like that, but the question is, it's like anything: how big is their voice, and how well, much I would think attention that it, does that? The Blue Lives Matter does, thing is pretty damn big. Does, does, their, and, does and, their lives? And, and how do you say Blue Lives Matter? Which I hate that, but but how do you say you Blue the, Lives Matter right. at the same time? I'm going to fight to keep armor-piercing bullets and semi-automatic guns on the street. Well, and again, I don't know what the values of each individual officer is. I don't know where yeah. each individual officer falls on that. Not so all I, officers I, think yeah, the same. I, I don't know. No, but I don't know. I don't know how much. Resi- I mean, again, you, that, that's a data question. That's something right. where we would have to go out there. We would have to. We would have to get that. Get that information. Um, this specific tragedy that we're talking about, most most 
most recently is an accessory. Um, meaning the talking about the the bump stock. Bump stock. The bump stock by no means solves the problem. It the, the 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 person and the person shooting the gun is what did did the damage. The bump the bump stock maximized the fatality. The, the fatal. That's an accessory. Um, I don't know why. It, without even getting into right or wrong, I don't know why both sides can't come to an agreement on this, regardless of where you are. Write very specific legislation that takes the takes the bump stocks out of the mix. Right, you, you you don't have to cover. We don't have to solve everything all at once. I think let's that's kind of the what the NRA is that's, sort of capitulating like, to. Is like they're they're using this as sort of like a stepping stone. It's like okay, but they say it's a slippery slope. Oh, if we if you say okay, you will never be able to successfully make the argument to me why you need a semi-automatic rifle. But let's say you do. There should be a law that says you don't need two of them. And if you buy one in Phoenix and you buy one in Boston, a red light goes off. And and again, regardless of what side you have, out of respect for the other side. Let's just make very specific legislation. The last thing I'll throw out there on this is I am not very familiar with the bump stock accessory, um, so I can't speak to it as any sort of expertise or anything like that. Um, My only concern would be going forward is is i don't know how easy they are to make like can somebody make a home homemade one like of can you 3d print like, yeah, like you I, probably yeah. can yeah, but you know, but again it would help to have them not being mass produced yeah. point taken i'm not against you on this see i always thought so the, we solved one issue yeah, i always thought yeah. the bump we, stock was a dance on the 90s <laughs> that i just missed out on well it's bump left stock, left right right hop back oh. right left on a happier note right puerto rico oh cheerful place wonderful <laughs> country. we're not going to talk about any of the bullshit with puerto rico but here's something that really interesting that's come out the last few days about Puerto Rico. Um, Elon Musk has said, I will help rebuild Puerto Rico using solar energy. This is an awful, awful situation where the island has been wiped out. And, and this is one of those rare opportunities where I'm not going to say something good comes out of it, but something good can come out of it. Puerto Rico can be rebuilt as a, a, a bastion and an example of... The most modern infrastructure in the world. The energy of the future. The energy, and, and it could be, because it's because it is a small island. It could be the world of tomorrow. I mean, the reason, and, it, and the reason, you know, um, it can be done is like, basically you're starting from scratch. There's nothing there. So it's not like you have to tear down the old infrastructure to put this up. Are you saying that they have the technology and they can rebuild it? Stronger. Faster. Faster. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and now here's and this is this is when you hear about these billionaires wanting to step up to the plate and do something. And so far, the governor of Puerto Rico has said, "Hey, let's talk." I mean, this is a, an amazing opportunity to go in there and, over the course of a very short period of time, take one of the most out of date power grids in a first world nation. Hello, for the half the nation that doesn't know Puerto Rico is part of the United States. It's it's a first world nation. I mean, and there's a lot of money on that island. Well, They're to be really fair, good. so is Alaska. <laughs> is it is it really? Uh, but we uh but but what we, I love just disparaging a state. We, <laughs> Anybody in Alaska, I would like to distance my <laughs> But seriously, this is an amazing opportunity to say, here was the most antiquated power system, and let's make it revolutionary. I mean, when you, when you think about solar energy just alone, and you look at how much Germany has... Germany is running more than 50% on solar. What do they know about engineering, though? <laughs> exactly. But they they, uh, well, they killed so many great engineers, too, and yet they're still so far ahead of the curve. Um, they love to engineer shit over there. They really do. Socially. <laughs> but seriously, they, they get something like 40% of the sunlight that Southern California does, yet they're running more than 50% on solar energy. You take someplace like Puerto Rico... Honestly, you can rebuild that. And if Elon Musk is putting his money into it himself, as he's put, and we can get money for this again. I mean, first of all, how many clean jobs come from installing and building and maintaining this? They might be at a point where in five years they have enough energy. They can start selling. The they're energy. selling it back. Yeah. It, and, and that's why. I mean, Musk is a great philanthropist. And wow, congratulations. I really you see how I had a pause to make sure I was going to say that. Wait, let me that. clear the smoke out of the room. <laughs> that, that, like, like, I got an ice cream headache all of a sudden. <laughs> but seriously, at, at the same time, it's smart business because it does. It, it will be a profit center. It will be 
a reliable source of energy, and it will create jobs, especially in Puerto Rico. Now, what can the energy agency do to squash that immediately? Right, exactly. Can we do anything to stop it? Well, we will find out, because I'm quite (laughs) sure. But that's one of those things. It's like, it's very public. Here's, Here's... Elon Musk, a world icon doing it. So this tragedy could be a long-term benefit to Puerto Rico if, like you said, if they take this opportunity to not walk backwards. He should sell a cologne, though. Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) What about your thoughts on this? Uh, I'll be honest. I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to necessarily go as far. It's a little early, and I'm. Not, I'm not trying to call you out, but I, I don't want to call it a. Uh, I don't. I, I don't want to call this an opportunity just yet. There's a lot of people that are hurting, hurting down there. And first and foremost, but um, they have paper towels. They they, they <laughs> gotta get. They gotta. We gotta get aid down there. That's that's above it all. And as as well as we do in in Houston and Florida and ev- and everywhere else for whatever reason. Yeah, but Houston and Florida are America. Yeah, but they get. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Well, without getting into any of that, regardless, in the in the, in the name of humanity, uh, I think first and foremost, let's get it. Make sure people are getting fed, people are getting medical care, and everything like that that they that they need. Oh, down there. without a it's, doubt, it's it's, yeah. it's a it's a. I'm sure it's a it's a disaster down there right now. I'm sure, and I and I don't and I, and I don't say. But that. Kurt Schilling's there, so I don't I think we're Schilling, Elon Musk. I don't say that lightly. Well, unless they need a unless they need an and old pitcher at this point, I don't know how much <laughs> help he's going to be. Yeah. Right. Oh, good. Uh, are you, uh, yeah. Are you saying he's all washed up? Oh, you see what he's done Shut there? Up, Joe. No, don't please. Let's let's get on a lighter note. Creepy old men. Yeah, creepy old Hollywood moguls. I, I am shocked and appalled that a, a high-powered, decades-long executive producer and movie mogul has used his position to take advantage of women. Yeah. I mean, Unheard of. Seriously, everything about it is awful. And one of the awful things is a lot of the people who are who are coming forward are doing so at the risk of lawsuit because of having signed when they were young actresses and coming up and stuff like that. Producers. Having signed um, non disclosures, basically oh. saying, you know, oh, we're having this meeting, I'm gonna keep this under wraps, and then he doesn't keep it under wraps. Mean in his penis, uh, but it's disgusting. It's horrible, and it's it's again like with a Bill Cosby thing. It's sad when it's somebody whose work I think collectively. I mean, if nothing else but Goodwill Hunting, I think we would really like the guy. You know, yeah, well, Miramax, Lord of the Rings. I mean, this is every, some, yeah, like all those uh, Tarantino movies. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. I was going to say he had his hand on that. I yeah, um, yeah. I just to me, there's I. What do you say? I mean, this is kind of. There's not much. I don't there's want to nothing, say there's not much of a story here, but I mean, it, it's it, the way. Like, how do we extrapolate? It, it, yeah, on this? it sounds like it's going to be um, quite embarrassing for him at that, at the least. Well, right. well, I mean, he 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 won't work again. A third of his board has already resigned. But that's one of those things where it's like, at what point? I mean, you know, at what point does this stuff stop, or 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 will it ever? No, it doesn't. Well. I guess it all depends on how people are brought up. You know, back in the 60s and 70s, that's just sort of the way things were. Not like today where women are respected and revered. Well, I mean, to be really clear, because there's people on the other side saying, oh, well, now that it's one of your rich, elite, you know, big Democrat donors, people aren't speaking out. Yeah, everybody is. There isn't one person I've heard who said, well, you know, he, yeah, he did all this, but. There are no. sort of, I've, I'm, I'm following a couple of reporters on Twitter, and there's one in particular that's basically saying like, okay, where is all the Hollywood outrage? And he's, and he's not like a, a right wing guy either. He's saying like, where are all the Hollywood people that, are, that should be speaking out more and be more outraged about this scandal than than are that that actually are coming out? You know, like like why didn't NBC, for example, apparently they, the night that the Harvey Weinstein story broke, ABC uh, spent like ten minutes on it, CBS spent like ten minutes on it or five minutes on it, and NBC just sort of you know they had you know, other stories to cover. It wasn't granted, it wasn't a slow. News. Newsday, but they didn't have much to say about it. I don't know. Do you want the quick answer? Yeah, please. Because their lawyers are scrambling to find out what exactly in their stations uh, networks that he has his family. Exactly. On. Right. Right. Exactly. No, that's that. That's a legitimate thing because the fucked up thing is Weinstein comes out and he but Weinstein apologizes. But ABC's run by Disney. Like Disney right. has their hands in everything. So, but you were saying, yeah. So Weinstein comes out and apologizes, but, and at the same time, his lawsuit is still going after the New York Times as of now. So there's probably a lot of people like that but still it's 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 heartbreaking it's disgusting but it's all over the place and it, it's not 
you know, wish washing it, but it, it's it, the fact that it still happens every single day on this level. And and look, this is not a partisan thing. There are absolute scumbag shitholes doing this right on both sides. And a lot of them are, are left leaning or right. You know, it's, it's it's not like all all Republicans are you know are lecherous. You know, it's like and all Democrats are a higher holier than thou and high and mighty and always take the right path. No. It does, but it, it sucks, and there's no excuse for and, it. Yeah, and it's it's just not it's it's not it's not relevant. Their 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 party affiliation is just not relevant. Right. You know, I just like to make everything about party now. Isn't that what we all do now? It, it's I love imp- politics. I see I, you I know it. you write with your right hand. Oh, it, you it's, fascist <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> it's just not relevant. Right, left hands matter. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then again, it just happens. This is jumping the sports world. Just the other day, Cam Newton. Who I mean, this is a young guy, college educated. Yeah, this is Let's fucking talk about stupid. Cam yeah, you know what? You know what was funny about this? The only thing I could think of is like, because like again, I do not follow the Carolina Panthers. Um, I don't follow Cam Newton too closely, only because in my four or five years being an active participant in fantasy football, I don't think I've ever had him on my team, oh. so I don't watch him too too closely. Um, not a huge, huge fan, but he is he is a talent. He did have a not last year, but the year Two before. Years ago, he, he, had, he had a great he had a great year. That was the only thing I could think of because like there was nothing that I could like relate this to. Like I, I don't like remember hearing any other concerns about any sort of biases like this against right. women. But all of us the only thing I could think of is I'm like, you know what? He took a lot of heat for um for his play in that Super Bowl, like maybe lacking a little heart, the issue with the fumble about going after the fumble. I'm like the only thing I could think of I was like, I wonder if there's some sort of history there where like maybe she was all over him after, uh, you know, negatively about the Super Bowl or, well, it, or it, anything it, like that. Okay. That's the only thing. I, not right. that it makes it right, but I, like I was like, is there a, is there sort a of, history it's, between? It seemed to have come out of nowhere, and you would think, yeah, I'm like, just gotta, it. But, right. Okay, well, now if that was a case, and he was dismissive, and it's like not taking her questions or or answering her questions, and kind of being a hood. Like hoodie's a dick to people all the time, and, and and there's some people that Brady hasn't done interviews with, but his thing was, oh, a woman's asking a question about running routes. No, but did you see the actual clip? Yeah. I, I, I saw, like, I, I didn't she, see the interview or anything like yeah, that, she's but like I a, saw the piece with him saying routes. I think that's funny. Or whatever. Yeah, whatever she's, I mean, she like, she was right there, and she was like, uh, she's like a 25-year-old reporter, so yeah. she's not, exa- I mean, she. But, no, she's been on the beat f- with the with the Panthers since she's been in the league. Right, okay. So okay. so she's been in that pool of reporters dozens and dozens of times. Right. It's not like an unfamiliar face. No, right. I'm just thinking, like, to Jim's point as to whether or not there was some sort yeah, of, Yeah, like, like so I, that's the only thing I can right. think of. I was like, is them. there some sort of, like, history where, you, you know, She's been all over him. No, about, it's, it, about, it, it seemed to have just kind of come out of nowhere where she's talking about uh, routes. And then uh, he just sort of like smiles and he goes, I just think it's funny to hear a female reporter ask about, ask about routes. Yeah, no, and if again, if, if it's, it's funny to me, without, funny, there, right. without, there being a his, without there being a history, then. I don't think there are two sides to this argument. Yeah, I think yeah, it's just, just a, a bra- it's just a, yeah. it's just, just think, a bad. bad I think he's moment. just stupid. I think he's just stupid. Yeah, like it just that, didn't make it. Didn't, or, it was. Just, I'm not going to call him stupid. I'm going to say it was a very stupid comment. That was a stupid thing. To it, do. it cost him his uh, endorsement with, with Dan and yogurt. Mm-hmm. And, and and let's face it. I mean, have you ever seen one of those commercials? It's mm-hmm. it's advertised towards women. So I mean, they were. You know, I think he's going to lose his Tampax endorsements too. <laughs> so oh, good. So anyway, strong enough for a man, <laughs> but made for a woman uh but we uh on another happier note or interesting note i was telling uh, joe this i just saw this on the net the longest commercial in uh, burger king history and it, it, it's great if you guys want to look this up at a screening of it in germany they watched the whole movie and they had all these cameras like the the crowd reaction thing like a logo came up you know with the mcdonald's clown thing it's like the moral of stories never trust a clown and then a big burger king logo <laughs> came after that and the crowd went from being horrified and scared to just dying laughing and wow. burger king said that is the longest commercial in the history of advertising wow that's that's a major that's a trolling like come on mcdonald's you, you you've just been called out yeah <laughs> i like it I do kind of miss the Ronald McDonald commercials growing up. You, I mean, did you, did you watch those? Yeah, and you couldn't yeah. miss them in, in Saturday morning cartoons. The, the McNuggets. The you know the what were those? What were those things called? Like the, the they're like the Fry Guys. Remember the Fry Guys? Yes. yes. They had like the dreadlocks. Well, yeah. they had the whole. Uh, uh, there was the Stoned Hamburglar. All the time. There was a Hamburglar. <laughs> the, oh yeah. 
Uh, do you remember that the do you, grimace? Did you see the sex? Did you see that a couple of years ago? They tried to bring back the Hamburglar. No. Oh, they, it was like a short-lived, almost like an online thing, but it was like a sexy Hamburglar. He was like a twenty-five-year-old, like Ryan Reynolds-looking dude. That like you know he, you got me exactly sold and it's like and it, and it sort of like shows him in his home life you know with his family but like he's all grown up but like it was weird it was like and it didn't really go anywhere but it just made it was kind of viral for like a half a minute my favorite my favorite joke is like for Jim Gaffigan's routine about McDonald's is just the best and he talks about how you're embarrassed when you see somebody at McDonald's like what are you doing here it's like I just had to use a pay for what are you doing here uh, I'm just here to meet a hooker <laughs> he, he's running late you know because everyone's ashamed to eat it. They sell a billion hamburgers a day, but nobody eats at McDonald's. And, but he goes, he goes, you know, everyone, oh, that food's awful for you. McDonald's never said it wasn't awful for you. Their spokesperson is a pedophilia clown. They've never, Wait a second. They've never come out and Joe said, would like to apologize. <laughs> well, he was not a pedophile. No, but that was I. I'm not apologizing for Jim Gaffigan's routine. Oh, oh, that's oh, but, but that's, that's what he, of, oh. he's talking about. McDonald's has never said, "Hey, come okay, in yeah. here and eat healthy." You know, you know? They're like they're they're spokespersons, a pedophilia cloud. Oh my god! But, when was the last time you ate McDonald's, Jim? Oh man, I'll tell you, I love McDonald's. I can't <laughs> lie; it's been a while, but I do love it. Um, that whole reloaded uh, grimace and all that yeah. stuff that that just was coming with stocks falling and things like that. It did. They were trying to rebrand, and now they got like their signature sandwiches and things like that. I don't know that from going in there anytime recently. Do you, do you spend it's time at the McCafes? It's from the commercials. It's actually from um, one of my favorite networks, Fox Business News, when I watched. And they you know, they do their rundowns of all the companies and things like right. that. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, like McDonald's going through, was going through a period, is going through a period where they're trying to do... Um, do some rebranding. Local stuff. My though. local McDonald's, which I pass pretty much any time I leave my house because there's one just down the street. The drive-thru's six, seven, eight, nine, ten Always cars. Right. Every, all the time. Well, that's Gaffigan's G- favorite thing. Everybody talks about, how, oh, that's awful. Oh, that's awful for you. Yeah. Good luck waiting in line for the next ten minutes. Right. That <laughs> shamrock shake is phenomenal. Oh, God. No, you, but phenomenal. Have you had a McDonald's? Have you? Now, I know you're a vegetarian, Jack, but have you gone to a McDonald's for the desserts? No, no. The only thing that I've gone to McDonald's for, and, and we've Not talked to use about the bathroom. We've talked about this before on the podcast, and I mean this: credit where credits due. Their fucking toys are great, and it's like you know my management. She's collected the toys she used to for like a long time, and then when we had the little dream squashers, one of the things that we hated about regular TV is they couldn't watch an episode of like you know anything. Fairly Odd Parents or something. Without every commercial break, a commercial that comes up and says your dad's a loser who doesn't love you if you don't get to McDonald's right now and get this toy. And so we we always went through the drive-through, and you could just buy the toys separately now this is where credit credits do they had this young justice series of toys we're talking six years ago six maybe seven years ago that when we were just moving i found and they have they're, they're like connor kent like superman you press a button on his back and his arms go up and his chest lights up it still works wow. like, like not just the arms the light still works the green lantern lights up i mean some of those toys are actually good but the last the last time i ate at mcdonald's it was one of those things because you know before i became a vegetarian it's like i lived there i would go there at least once once a day maybe wow. I, I was you know but it, it, it was on the same thing right. it, it was on my way when i left my house because I live in America. So so <laughs> most everybody you can't get from your house to work without passing one. And I used to eat fries after I became a vegetarian. Then I found out oh, I love that fries. They're, they're still love they're injected fries. with beef fat. Uh, like even uh, so so my, That's why they taste so damn good. Right. right. <laughs> Who cares? Right, exactly. So just just, just just in America. Like if we if when we travel abroad and, and we're at an airport or something, I can get fries for the boys anywhere in the world because everywhere else but here. You get a Royale with cheese. <laughs> Just for a point of Looks clarification, like Jacques, when you say uh, <coughs> dream squashes, you mean hope and happiness exterminators? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The HHEs. I just uh, want to make sure we're on the same page. Uh, yeah. no, but, it's a budget crunch. Like <laughs> like with Puerto Rico ruining <laughs> the budget? Uh, yeah, I hate to break it to you guys. You're uh, put a little strain on our budget. Uh, 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 yeah, so, so, but... Uh, Ooh, I think you're going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on another happier note, now you guys are younger than me, and I'm old, um, yet we lost another rock icon. And Tom Petty, you know, passed away this week. And Petty's one of those guys who... Twice, by the way. That's how, that's how huge he is. Right. Now, who can die twice? Exactly. He's like, Jesus. He really... But, but with, uh, with Petty dying, it's one of those things... 
management. She she's not a petty person at all. Poor choice of words. Uh, she's not a fan of Tom Petty, but it was one of those things. She's like, she was listening on the radio. It's like, oh my god, here are his number one hits, and she's like. I've bought most of those. Like, even if you don't that love was Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. Right. right. But you go down the list, and this is a guy for the last 40 years has never gone more than a couple years. Even as of 10 years ago, he was still cranking out hits and stuff. But if you're pushing 50 like I am, I mean, you truly could not not grow up with Tom Petty. Uh, and it is. It, there's so many of his songs. Like, you know, American Girl, it's one of my top can tw- you, uh, can 25. You, could you grace us with a few bars? <laughs> Oh. Uh, could I sing a few bars? Yes. yes. Could I grace anybody with yeah, not, 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 not. I'm a graze. Graze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we off the gun. No, but seriously. Living it's like, down the dream. Uh, and then, then, then the spleen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't live like a refugee. Don't want to live like a refugee. No, he's. I mean, how, has Weird Al covered him? Are there any Weird Al Petty? Uh, yes. Uh, he won. It, his first album, there was a song called uh, Stop Dragging My Heart Around yeah. that Petty did with no. somebody else. Don't st- no. uh, stop dragging no. my heart around. So, of course, Al the had... Sweetwood Mac girl, I think. Oh, it's... Uh, uh, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, thank you. I knew, if I, said, I knew if I said, uh, long enough. <laughs> it's called vamping, ladies and gentlemen. But Weird Al did uh, Stop Dragging My Car Around. <laughs> stop Dragging My Car yeah. Around. He's in the same vein as... Uh, as Weird Al, do you remember? I, I might have even ended up on a formal edition. Do you remember? Um, somebody did a project where they were walking into like Burger King and McDonald's with the with the with those giant cameras that we had back in the day, and they were playing "Don't Come Around Here No More." It's on Petty. Oh yeah. And then like they were like they would cut out of it, and uh, I think it, ended, it may it may have ended up on our show or some something like that, but. It, so no, we would have never used licensed it, music no. without permission from. <laughs> now this was a high school project, but oh. I think it might. Have, some kid did it as a high school project, but it was at oh. the time a formal edition, and it may have ended up on our show. I just remember, I just remember that. I, I I only remember the the good times from formal edition. I thought that was one of the good times. <laughs> Temporary layoffs. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, you know, but but, but what, okay. What are your well, what are your top three petty songs? Go. Uh, Refugee. Yep. Um, American Girl, and probably um, hmm. Free Falling, but eh. but I tell you why, it is a great song. One of the first shows that I've ever went to, like real shows of the bands I love, Sebado and Buffalo Tom were playing a tiny, a club smaller than this, about the size of this room, and Sebado did a cover of Free Falling that I will never hear that song without hearing Sebado do it, and it was so great. So I don't know if I love. Tom Petty's Free Falling, but I love Free Falling done by Sebado. So I would put that in my top three Petty songs because of that. Yeah. I mean, um, Last Dance with Mary Jane, great. Uh, eerie, video was, eerie video. Yeah. Yeah. Very creepy. But it was just like, you know, the way that they had to um, like blur out, uh, let's roll up another joint. Oh, no, that's a different song. That's uh, You Don't Know How It Feels. That was a different song that I'm mixing up because I'm 40 and I'm old. Um, but that was also a good song. But he's one of those guys. It's like you literally, if you just Google like top 10 petty songs and you go down the list and you're like, holy fuck, I, you know. It's, yeah, it, it's, you have it, no idea that these songs have been rattling around in your brain and Tom Petty is there and it's there because of Tom Petty. And then he's one of those other guys who you look at the list of songs he wrote for other people. Yep. And, and there's another dozen plus songs that are in your brain that he's written. You, were you ever a Petty guy? Uh, the well, only the, my my three. Did the I, new I, kids not, ever cover Petty? <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, but uh, I I do like uh, American Girl. I did like Don't Come Around Here No More. I I, I actually love the love that song. I just and uh, you don't know how it feels. Is that all? Yeah, that's, that's great. That's just a good. So song. if we want to go out and to be honest with you, that's probably the only three Tom Petty songs that I could <laughs> name. You don't know how it feels to be me. He got gone in the hell. It's all gone in the hell. Wow. Did Tom Petty die three times? Because it's just sounded like he was right died. here, <laughs> right now. But if we're going to go out and buy this catalog, we're going to come up with some uh, cash. Joe, you got any suggestions where the money's coming from? It's coming from this defunct sponsor. Absolutely nobody sells for less. I'm Robert Stack. Do you know that over a million people bought from Fredder last year? you know why? It's simple. You're guaranteed in writing that absolutely nobody will sell for less than Fredder. 
Save on this Gold Star VHS video recorder with wireless remote for only $279. Or this Magnavox 19-inch cable-ready color TV with remote, just $269. Fetters' prices are untouchable. With ad money like that coming in, I think we can all get the entire catalog without having to get it, put it on a cassette for each other, and hand the cassette around. So right. I think we can actually afford to buy that outright. Yes, we can. That, that's big bucks. Speaking about big bucks, let's talk about the worst defense money can buy. But what are we talking about first? We're talking about the Patriots we're, we're talking about, about the Buccaneers. The, 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 well, I said the worst defense, right. and that would be the 32nd-ranked defense, the New England Patriots. And, and like I said last week... The difference between the Patriots at 32nd and 31st defense is a wider gap. For them to go from 32nd to 31st worst defense is a wider gap from the 31st defense to go to the 21st defense. What was your Jacques uh, lock of last week for I, that? I, I, I believe I, I took the Patriots. I, I know I got that, but I'll I, take them anywhere. I, <laughs> but I did. I had them. I had them scoring. I think 38 points, which. If you doubled their 19, right. you know, if they played eight quarters, they might have hit that. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and their offense isn't great. And, and we'll get into that. But right now, what upsets me so much, and, and Jim, start that off, the penalties. The the Yeah, the penalties, it's it's bad. And here's, here's what you got to look at, in my, my, my opinion, is is, is this going to get better? I, is this going to get better? It, like, is this going to be... A Bill Belichick team is this going to be a Bill Belichick defense? Well, with the penalties, the things you can't get over. Two weeks ago, they had a very rare running into the kicker penalty, and the team was like it was fourth and eight, and so they ran into the kicker a five yard penalty. It wasn't the end of the world, but it was a stupid penalty. The very next play, a different player runs into the the kicker. kicker, and now it was fourth and three. Now you just gave him a first down. The game last Thursday, same thing. They got a roughing the passer penalty on a drive that they extended them. They they were they were third and forever. But not only did the 15 yards put him in first down territory, it's an automatic first down. And then on the same drive, they were third and forever. They don't pick it up. It was an overthrown pass. But a but a roughing the passer. I mean, two of the the same penalties back to back on the same drive from different people. It's not one guy. You get him off the field. He's being an idiot. Get him off the field. I mean, that's the kind of mistakes that are so. On you can't you do you blame the coach? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you have to honestly. Even the buck stops with him. Right. Uh, not the Pampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> oh, I suck. But but seriously, there, there was a, I mean there was an offside there on a, what was it was it a fourth and two or whatever on a punt there was a, yep. there was an offside they, that led to led to a first down and yeah maybe the Bucks can't necessarily make you pay for that but I mean the, yeah, again I feel against Carolina and against Tampa Bay pushing out down the road I mean I I feel like. We're one and one in wild card weekend. Do you Those seem like wild card games to me that could have went right. either way? There's no, there's a no, bounce here there's, or there. Yeah, there's no Against guarantee for us. Teams that aren't going to yeah. be 500. You, you, right. you were expected to be 16 and 0 this year, 19 and 0, and all these teams that you lost to are, are supposed to be 8 and 8, 9 and 7. And the thing about the penalties on third down, going into the last two drives that, that the Tampa Bay Bucks had, they were 0-4 on third down pickups. Every first down that they had up into those last two drives on third down were picked up on penalties. Like, you gave them seven first down on penalties on third down. They were like 0-8 on third down. Well, like 0-5 because he punted, you know, five times. They, were, they ended up getting seven first down on third down penalties. It's like, okay, if you did on the first down, it's stupid, but, you know, it's not the end of the world. When you are about to get off the field and give the ball back to Brady, no, no, sit down, Tom. This asshole's offside. Sit down, Tom. We ran into the the the, the quarterback again. Sit down, Tom. There was an interference call on the other side of the field yeah. away from the play. Let's not forget the, the missed field goals. It, we, we, you don't oh, win. It, you don't it, win without it, the missed field yeah, goals. And it, Our 12th man? Yeah. Uh, yeah seriously. It, it's, it's not good. 
when, when, when you good. when you win nineteen to fourteen, even if he kicks two of the field goals, yeah, and, and game two, over, man. And, and two of them were game over. Two of them were almost two of them extra should have should have been hit. They right. should have been hit. This is, this is what yeah. it is. They were like under thirty yards. Yeah, they, yeah, they weren't. They were is. chip I, shots. I, you know, we just got we, you got lucky. Now you're, you're, you're lucky. You're lucky. You're lucky. That the Jets are next. The um, right, the other the well um, the the other because we were saying that about Tampa. We were saying that Carolina's defense is horrible and their offense is horrible. This will like two weeks ago. It was like okay, the defense will get itself right, and we make Cam Newton look like Cam Newton of 2015. So I'm not optimistic about that. The biggest thing that upsets me about the Pats in the off season, the being a cocky asshole that I am, I was laughing out loud on this podcast, laughing. Buffalo called it in for the year. Buffalo quit at the beginning of the season. Before in the off season, Buffalo quit for 2017. They were trading away players for draft picks. They were letting free agents go away to save salary cap because they knew this year and next year they're going to be dog shit. So they're playing for 2019. So we go out and we get their cornerback for 13 million dollars. The day free agency opened, the Patriots never get anybody the day free agency opened, let alone the highest paid cornerback. It's one of those glamour positions. Quarterbacks get paid, receivers get paid, cornerbacks get paid. So we paid $13 million to him. We thought we were going to lose Butler, but we kept him, but we alienated him. So you have Butler on one side, who's been the ideal Pat for the last three years, who's getting a quarter of what the guy playing opposite of him, and the guy playing opposite has been crap. He's been absolute, like, honestly, he has been a liability, not an asset. So, so, anyways, we won't go too far into it. No, no, no. Ten more minutes on the, the <laughs> Patriots, please. But it is. It, it, it's killing me that you know we 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 go out, we 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 pay for him, then we get Buffalo's running back, and I'm like, oh great, we got Buffalo's number one cornerback, we got their number one, you know, we running might, back. We might be in a lot of. We, we might be. I won't say a lot of trouble. We might be in some trouble. We, I, we, I, I, this, this may not be the season that everybody had I, predicted. Well, no, because the the national people were saying 19 and 0, and then you know, yeah, Jewel. But how crazy is it that somebody shorter than me is the cog in the offense that is really messing them up? I mean, because Brady was able to get the ball out less than two seconds because Jules was the king of a three, four-yard pass and get four or five yards running. You know, Gronk gets a six, seven-yard pass and runs 10 yards because you can't turn it down. Well, now we got Cooks that are stretching the field. I've gone way into the deep. Let's move on to something else. Uh, we're not going to do a Jacques of la- a lock of last week because <laughs> the Jets play, uh, they play in the Jets next Sunday. Which means we're going to wait until we record the Saturday prior so that when it posts the Monday after the game, you can hear Jacques' lock of last week. Ka-ching! So let's stay. Let's jump ahead to something with more minutiae. Let's go with the video review of the week. The random video review? And this week, you know, you get it picked by... Oh, Jim. Jim Jim gets to pick a Nintendo game off my shelf. All right, I'm going to jump up and Just do it. And Jacques gonna go pee. No, he's grabbing the book. He loves this book. I, I love the book. You know what? If I, I'm going to the, I, I'm going to that retro expo, and I think this guy. We the, are the, the, <laughs> uh, next Sunday, the fifteenth, the uh, at the uh, the Hartford uh, Convention Center. They're having Retro World Expo for Saturday and Sunday, the fourteenth and fifteenth. I'm going on the fifteenth with my kids, and I think the author of that book that you're holding, the Ultimate NES Guidebook. You, you, wait, you're scrambling My for your phone. phone. I want to, I want to, but Did it's you a, leave it upstairs. No, you stupid. I, I, well, let, let's, let's jump ahead. Let's figure, anyways, space. <laughs> so, wait, time out just to complete the thought. So, the author of that book may be there. So, if I run it into it, I'm going to say, hey, we do a podcast that get gets listened to by our moms, not even, not even. And uh, my friend, Honestly, the, my friend loves the book that I bought. Not necessarily I love the, your book. No, I, I saw this book upstairs. It wasn't. It's funny. It wasn't even down here with the NS uh, NSE games. And I'm like, I was NES reading games, it White right. Day, and I'm like, this is amazing. The detail. I didn't know there were this many. I, honestly, it's the thickest book. Yeah, I think the, I've ever picked up. The ultimate guide was it the ultimate NES guide to the NES library by written by Pat Contry. Known as Pat the NES Punk on the internets, um, he does uh, funny Nintendo game reviews, and he also wrote this book that reviews every single Nintendo game known to man. 
Um, not the, the obscure Japanese ones that we wouldn't get in the U.S., but like every one that we would have gotten in the U.S. He reviews, and it's pretty thorough. But anyways, Jim pulled off his show. Uh, Jim's still here. <laughs> he, he sat through this whole fucking bullshit, no, and he pulled a, he pulled a game off the shelf. I'm gonna guess. My eyes aren't so good. I think those are the uh, the eyes. I think they're in the eye section. I, I need an eye chart. I don't know. I'm gonna guess. Uh, pff, Iron Sword. Did you pull off Iron Sword? I don't know what you pulled off. Ice hockey. Oh, love it. Ding, 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 ding. Ice hockey. Jim, I think I own this game. I think this might be your game. Oh, there you go. Owned past tense is the right word. I have a I have a second copy way up on the top left. There's three double, like three double games. Okay, in case that one gets stolen. Right, exactly. For insurance purposes, always have a backup. Yeah, no, but this game is the fucking. This is the shit. This and this and Blades of Steel, are like the two best. Blades hockey of Steel, games. yeah. Those are the two best games on the NES. This is the like one of the original quote unquote black box games, like one of the first ten or so games that were officially published by Nintendo that were released on like launch. Uh, I think this came out on launch. Um, it was part of their sports series, and it's it's hockey. You play as either. The U.S. or Russia or Finland or Czechoslovakia or any one of the one of those defunct countries, um, <laughs> and you can play as like f- three different types of characters. You're either the the, the skinny fast guy who I actually weak. remember this. You were the medium guy who was like the everyman. He was kind of good at you know he was a little bit he, he, you know he was he, he kind of fell in the in the middle there as far as his abilities goes. And then you have the big fat. Like goon, that just all he was there to do is just break up passes and be, and start fights. Um, slow moving, uh, not very accurate, but uh, you know he was basically. I think he doubled as a zamboni between periods. <laughs> um, but it's just an awesome little game. And if you don't play ice hockey, and if you don't love this, then you ain't American. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh, what, what do you what do you think Pat gave it? Uh, I think he gave this a. F- Four stars. I actually gave it five stars. Oh, see, I underrated it. But but his description, if you could read the first line, I mean, it's like I don't think I don't think Pat's a big a sports guy. He's not a sports nut. Uh, this was written by Pat Country. He had multiple authors on these reviews, so like at the bottom it has the okay. initials of who wrote it. But the, Pat did write this. Pat one. did write this, and he actually gave it four stars. You can't count stars. I cannot. <laughs> yeah. Four is that four out of five? Yeah, there were four stars. Oh, uh, okay. One. Two, cuatro, three. What are you? Are you? Is that Donald Trump over there? <laughs> I can't with that Spanish accent. His See? First, the first line: <laughs> select your team and the size of each of your players, and then shoot the puck in this cartoony four versus four ho- ice hockey game, where the object is to score more goals than your opponent. <laughs> really? Thank you. Well, is that? That's basically. If you ask any hockey player after the game, what do you think he could have done better? Yeah, probably score more goals yes. than the other team. Right, exactly. Put more shots on. Uh, that. What do you think cost? Uh, it's a pretty common game. I have two of them. You know, two. <laughs> you must be rich. Nobody, <laughs> nobody has, has two, two ice, ice hockey, hockey NES games. <laughs> <laughs> Not nobody of stature, anyway. Uh, nobody with dignity. Exactly. <laughs> What's that? I'm gonna have. I'm gonna guess. Uh, cot only. I'm gonna guess uh, four bucks. Nine forty-seven. Nine forty-seven. Yeah. What? See? What? Wow. Okay. Well, anyways, ice hockey. Pick it up yesterday. So, uh, so we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna wrap it up by again um, thanking the co-host and hopefully in the third chair on a more regular basis. Jim. I am determined. We're, I'm gonna be here. We're gonna do this. You'll Just, ne- you'll never it's, that, it's that whole spending time with your fucking kids. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah, I you know. You see, he doesn't understand. Joe and I don't like each other. We're just here so we don't have to be around the fucking kids. Right. Or oh, in Joe's case, it's funny that they we don't have our, to be around him. We use his kids as an excuse to get together, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. then we abandon them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Playing three dimensional chess, my friend. Taking them down from the inside. <laughs> um, but thank you, Jim, for joining us and 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 bringing up the room. And <laughs> so, so again, follow us on social. Do you do you don't have a Twitter? I do have a Twitter. Don't I, give it out. Don't yeah, do it, man. I, I th- yeah, let me put it to. You. I'm gonna say this. I think I have a Twitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's what, that's what that's the most manly response ever. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, what I mean by that is. I think I do. <laughs> right. He's not uh, being facetious. How I got to how I would get to it if I do have one, that I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, a full disclosure, I run Jim's Twitter account. I just... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's a, where the porn pics come a, from. I don't have a Twitter uh, button on the phone. Right, good. I'm a, don't get one. I'm the Jacques Four. 
I'm ashamed. No, I'm sorry. I'm also on Twitter as OptiGrabber. And Carnival Podcast. Carnival Podcast. Not uh, Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Carnival, it's Carnival Podcast. Podcast. I, see, I don't... I tweet so seldom from our own account that I forgot our handle on Twitter. It's Carnival Podcast. So, so and we will tweet out more uh, suggestions for shows other than stop. Uh, you know, highly thing. Uh, we're going to plug this week. Hopefully, hopefully, we might have to edit this out if we can't make Skype work, but hopefully we're doing a Resident Evil game podcast with our special guest Chris from his cabin in Montana. I'm not kidding. Uh, well, it's not a cabin. It's, it's a house. So but Skype should work splendidly. Hey, it, it goes to those third world countries. Right. Um, we, we, Are they a we state? Got- are they like Puerto Rico? Are you know, they- <laughs> I, 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 I just like to think of them as, uh, I think as have, Manitoba light. They have the most malicious per capita up there. Ted Kaczynski. Yes. Guess. But are they well organized? Yeah. Uh, so so we got all that. Any uh, any last uh, thoughts, yeah. Jim? Actually, do you have a parenting tip? Let's do the parenting, parenting tip. tip. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, Get on mic. That's my parenting tip. Don't. <laughs> just don't beat them. <laughs> you can't do it. It's against the law. Just don't. You know? down, down, down. So you're not how angry piece. you get. Just don't do it. Yeah, hit their mom. Is that what you're saying instead? <laughs> I'm saying just, just, I think just don't do it. Don't leave a mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I know. I'm reading between the lines. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we've already covered pressure points. Uh, my, my thing is sometimes positive reinforcement works. For absolute, he had no idea about my oldest. I just showed up at school the other day and let him have a half day to come home and just do nothing but veg out, play video games. We stopped at GameStop and got him something on the way home just because he's been kicking ass for the last five weeks. His brother kind of is a pain in the butt with him. So it's like, hey, all by yourself, m- mama, me, nobody, all the screen for yourself. And it sometimes he's really reacted to positive encouragement. Who would have known that positive encouragement works? Not me. Not me. You know? I, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, you said exactly. positive and an encouragement together. I'm still trying to, my brain's still trying to wrap its head, my head around. I can't even, I'm stumbling over that that phrase. What is that? <laughs> Do you got a parenting tip this week? No, because I'm a bad parent. <laughs> and again, we had fun here, joking around here at the end. But again, just please remember, there are a lot of uh, tragedies out there. There are a lot of people in need recently. Vegas, whether you can donate blood, money, uh, Puerto Rico, Houston, all those things. Paper they are towels. very, very, very important causes. Just throwing that out there one more time. Yes, be good for goodness sake. Whoa, and somebody's coming. Do not forget 